Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 life is filled with both sunshine and storms but without god's navigation souls can easily become spiritually shipwrecked anchored in christ is a weekly broadcast that ministers the scriptures so we can know christ the savior and enjoy salvation security strength and stability found only in him as we set sail through life's marvelous journey Here's Pastor David Kahiwat. This time, if you have your Bibles, open it, if you would please, to the book of Mark. We are continuing in our study on the gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 1, Mark 1, 16 through 20. The scripture says, Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, who were also in the ship, mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Let's pray. And ask God's blessing on this time. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the power of your word. I would ask now that you would use it to work in our hearts. I pray for your Holy Spirit to work in a deep and great way amongst us to transform our hearts and our minds. And I pray, dear God, that we would be obedient to follow you as you would have us to accomplish your will. Lord, I need you desperately. I cannot preach this without you, and it is nothing without you. And so I ask that your hand be upon me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. According to the Library of Congress, Sam Wilson was born on 1766 in Arlington, Massachusetts. He was known in his day as an honest, forthright, and dependable and generous businessman. He ran a meat packing plant in Troy, New York, and during the War of 1812, he would ship meat to the troops in crates stamped U.S., and soldiers said it came from Uncle Sam. One year after the United States entered World War I, an artist by the name of James Montgomery Flagg made a lithograph with an image of Uncle Sam pointing his finger forward. James Flagg borrowed the pose from a 1914 British military recruiting poster of the British Secretary of War saying, Your country needs you. Uncle Sam's words, however, said this, I want you for the U.S. Army. And the poster has been used to recruit men and women for the American military to this day. This famous recruiting poster embodies what our Lord was doing in our text. 
The public ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ was just beginning. Like any good leader, he sought for the right people to accomplish the mission. In the early hours of the morning, he was walking along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, where there were fishermen returning from a, a night's hard work. It was in this place that Jesus employed his first disciples and gave them a mission. And as one evangelist said, the one that we just recently had, his mission was fishing. This event describes the second encounter that these men had with Jesus. The first time they met him was in John chapter 1, verses 35 to 42, and they were called to follow him in salvation. But in this case, here they were called into his service. And regardless of what this life leads you into, the most important thing in the world is having that first encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. You must first meet him in salvation. It is only after that that you can be used of the Lord in service. Getting saved is not the end of the road. It's not the very end. After the Lord Jesus Christ saves us, he wants us to move deeper with him. And his desire is for us to become his soldiers for his army. Matthew 16, verse number 24 tells us, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This service or mission in which Christ employed these men wasn't about fishing for fish, but rather it was fishing for men. And our Lord continues this recruiting today. He seeks for ordinary people for a mission to employ in an extraordinary mission. He calls people for the mission of salvation and service to Him. And this passage offers several characteristics about Christ's mission of fishing. And I want to talk about these characteristics today. And if the Lord calls you, you need to know how to recognize his voice. And as we look at the characteristics of the Lord's mission, I want to ask you this question. Are you accomplishing his mission of fishing? We must be busy in our mission of fishing. If you want a title for this message, that's exactly what it is. Our mission Efficient. Notice the characteristics of his mission. First of all, I want you to see in verse number 18 that the mission of fishing is specific. The mission of fishing is specific. We see, uh, actually in verse number 16, excuse me. In verse 16, now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. If you go down to verse number 19, it says, and when he had gone a little further... Thence he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. We see that this mission of fishing is specific because we see it in the fact that he walked up to these boats and he called those four men specifically. He called out Simon and Andrew, James and John. We know Simon as Peter. Other boats were anchored on the Sea of Galilee that morning, but he called four men 
And so it is with us. The call of our Lord is an intensely specific matter. He calls each one of us specifically, and he deals with each one of us, and he does so one-on-one. If I were to ask this general question, how often do you accomplish his mission of fishing? Each one of you in this room would be probably pricked in your hearts individually. That's how God works specifically. When Jesus employed these four, I want you to see that the mission was specific to their character. He found them busy working. You see, the fishing industry was not an easy vocation. The Roman government at the time was taking advantage of the fishing commerce. In order to live off of fishing, these men had to work hard all the time to make ends meet. This was not some charter fishing boats that they had where people got to pay to get on and do some fishing. This was their livelihood. And they could not afford to be lazy. They understood the urgency of the business and the serious ramifications of not doing it. Do we understand the urgency of our mission? Do we see the serious ramifications of not doing it? Jesus was not looking for lazy men to carry out his mission. Far too many people want the Lord to use them, but they sit around waiting for him to come by to tell them what to do. He already has placed us in his family. And if you will just look around, you will see that there is, a plen- there is plenty of work for us to do in church or for people to encounter. There is a whole city of San Diego, fish that needs to be worked. He loves you and he will show you what to do and where to do it. John chapter five, verse number 19 through 20 says, then answered Jesus and said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do for what Things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works in these, that ye may marvel. We have all been, for those of us who are believers, a part of the family of Christ. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. If we have trusted Christ as our personal Savior, we are in His family. And as the Father tells the Son what to do and gives Him the power to do these things, the Son gives us a mission of what to do and gives us the power as well. And if you want the Lord to use you, if you want to accomplish His mission, if you want to see this church grow, I ask you, are you busy? Are you busy in the mission of fishing? Before we see God's word, uh, God's work, excuse me, we must be submissive. But notice what happens in verse number 17. Jesus said unto them, come ye after me. He's calling for his fishermen to be submissive to the mission. And when we submit... And are faithful, he's the one 
that makes us fishermen. Notice he says, I will make you to become fishers of men. If we try to do things for the Lord in our own power, it is for nothing. But John 15, 5 tells us, without, Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. We can never accomplish his mission without his presence and power. But he's the one that enables us to go fishing. He's the one that enables us to go and win souls. And when you are faithful to the mission he has given you, he will eventually open up larger areas of service for you. Luke 16, 10 says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Much of soul winning is what we in the military call OJT. How many of you know what OJT stands for? OJT stands for on-the-job training. And that's how it is with fishing. The mission of fishing is on-the-job training. You'll never learn to do it until you start doing it. You can't sit around and, and wait. God, make me a fisherman. No, you got to get on the boat. you got to go where the fish are and start fishing. And you won't catch fish if you're not fishing. That's pretty simple. I ask us this question. Are we accomplishing this mission of fishing? Number one, the mission of fishing is specific. Number two, I want you to understand that the mission of fishing is strong. The mission of fishing is strong. In verse number 18, the Bible says, And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. When Jesus came by that day, the real call was felt in the hearts of these four men who left all to follow him. No doubt their hearts were moved and they felt an amazing power drawing them to follow Jesus Christ. And you will notice in verse number 19, that James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, were also there mending their nets. But verse number 20 tells us that when they left, their father stayed in the ship with other people, hired servants. They didn't feel the call. They didn't submit to the call, to the mission. These four, these four understood. So it is in the mission from God. No man knows what is happening in a person's heart until they surrender to the fact of what God is doing is powerful. Evidently, the Lord had been dealing with the hearts of these four men since they had first met him, according to John chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. And that explains why they reacted instantly when he called them to follow him. When the Lord's call came, they left their nets and their profession without question. They didn't call a committee meeting they didn't have a debate they didn't take a vote they didn't ask about salary or length of service these four men had such a strong compunction to follow the lord that they just immediately left their occupation and said we're going to follow their lives were never the same again when they left their nets their ships their incomes their friends and their families they took on a new lifestyle of, just, of doing just what Jesus was doing. Previously, they were on the water. Now they followed Jesus and they were walking. They walked wherever they went. 
And when they started out after Jesus, they began walking his direction, walking to his destination, walking at his speed and in his steps. That's what serving Jesus is all about. When they walked away, they were never able to make a return to the old life, although Peter tried after Jesus died. But the mission was too powerful when he saw the resurrected Lord that he surrendered completely and he became the apostle to the Jews. When the mission of Jesus Christ grips your heart and soul, when that mission of fishing is so powerful and so strong, may I submit to you it results in immediate action and the results are powerfully eternal. His mission of fishing is non-negotiable. He expects immediate obedience. Notice in verse number 18, it says, and straightway they followed him. In verse number 20, and straightway he called them, and they left their, Zeb- uh, their father Zebedee. Immediately they left their nets and their boats. I guarantee you, If God is working in your heart today, his hand will be so powerful that you and I won't be able to shake it. His mission of fishing is strong, and we must surrender and obey immediately. Somebody has said before, delayed obedience is immediate disobedience. Some here today are in immediate disobedience Because you are not in immediate obedience in your mission of fishing. Is God tugging at your heart about your mission of fishing? And are you listening? Or are you like Zebedee and the other hired servants on the other boats, not seeing the need to follow? So we see the mission of fishing is specific. Number two, it is strong. Number three, I want you to understand that the mission of fishing is not secretive. The mission of fishing is not secretive. The Lord Jesus Christ does his private work specifically in each of us internally, but he gets no glory until his mission is carried out publicly. These men were called on to be public voices for Jesus Christ. They were employed to line up with him outwardly. They were dispatched to align with his preaching and his program. Through the years, there have been few servants of the Lord who tried to keep their love for him quiet. Joseph of Arimathea was quiet for a little while, John 19.38. And Nicodemus started out meeting Jesus in the night, John chapter 3. But then later on in John chapter 7, verse number 51, Nicodemus became public. Their attempts at private service did not last long. My dear friends, God did not save us and call us so that we could hide ourselves away and pretend that we're just like everyone else. Christ's mission is to be fishers of men, not swimmers with fish. And we have too many Christians who are swimming with the fish, being like the fish, being like the world, acting like the world, and the world has no idea that you are actually fishing for them. They just think you're swimming with them. Our mission is to be fishing, not to be swimming. His call demands that we take our stand with Him, regardless of what others may say about us. 
Romans 1.16, the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans 10.11, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. We live in a world filled with people who are headed to hell. They're trapped in the darkness of sin. And because of it, they need the good news. They need the message of eternity. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Go out and go fishing. Are you carrying out his mission out loud? God never employs any secret servants. We are to live our Christianity and to live the gospel out publicly. Are you carrying out this mission? So the mission of fishing is number one, specific. Number two, it's strong. Number three, it is not secret. And number four, the mission of fishing is special. It is special. These men were not the special ones. There's nothing special about this, these men. They were just common, ordinary fishermen. They were not highly educated, nor were they especially wealthy. They were not among the movers and the shakers of that society. Nothing set them apart from the thousands of others who lived around the Sea of Galilee and other fishermen. Yet our Lord employed them and deployed them to be the first of his followers. That's the way God has always been. That's the way he has operated. He locates his finest treasures in the most obscure places. He chose David over all his older, larger brothers, 1 Samuel 16. He chose Moses, who at the ripe old age of 80 was a murderer and a fugitive from justice, Exodus chapter number 3. He chose the little guy, Paul, who hated and persecuted the church and Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 9 and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. In John chapter 6, he chose a small little boy, and his little lunch to feed a multitude. Jesus chooses those whom no one else would choose so that he might get the greatest glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The very fact that when we were saved and then allowed to serve our Lord puts us in this elite special forces to accomplish his mission after all all we deserve is to spend eternity in hell but by the grace of god he called us he saved us and he wants to use us now understand this my dear friends active christians in this mission are those who have never taken their salvation for granted what he did when he called you and saved you is a thing more special and precious than any mind can comprehend. There's nothing more valuable, nothing more precious, nothing more special 
than the salvation that Jesus Christ has offered you and for me. And that is the very same message that we can give to others. You and I are in a special forces in this mission of fishing, and it's special because it is an eternal purpose, not a temporal one. It's the business of rescuing souls and discipling them. I work with first responders, not just the police, but also firefighters and EMTs. But there are vocations today that many people consider very noble and special and honorable, like the police and the firefighters, military, doctors, nurses, EMTs. And they are special because they do it to save lives. What is more special than saving somebody's life? But their vocations result in temporal lives. Doctors and nurses work on the physical, temporal aspect of living. However, our mission is about eternal life. Our mission is so special that when others receive the message, they too have eternal life. So it is a mission that is special. And lastly, number five, I want you to see that his mission of fishing is sacrificial. His mission of fishing is sacrificial. In verse number 18, it says, And straightway they forsook their nets. You ought to underline that phrase, forsook their nets. These men were called upon to make some real sacrificial choices. They were called upon to leave their family. James and John left their father Zebedee. They were to leave their friends. They left the hired servants that were on the boats with them. And they left their fortune. These men knew fishing inside out, but they were helpless when it came to doing what Jesus was calling them to do. His call was a call that would cost them everything. And in the end, all but one would die for this man who was calling them to follow him. Jesus Christ, my dear friends, is worth more, was worth more to them than anything they may have been walking away from. Mark chapter 8, verses 36 and 37 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I ask you, have you come to the place where you value Jesus Christ and his mission more than anything else in the world? When Jesus came walking by those ships that day, these four men were not wasting their time. They were busy working. They were active. Two of them were casting nets. That was important. Because if you do not cast a net, you do not catch the fish. Two others were mending their nets. They knew that if there were holes in the nets, any fish would get away. So they stayed busy. There are principles there for us. One, I've already mentioned it. If we don't cast nets, we're not going to catch anything. Are we casting our nets? Number two, are we mending our nets? Do we get to know the word of God better to catch the fish so that they don't get away? Have you been casting out your net? Do you mend your net 
study to show yourself approved and are ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you the reason of the hope that is in you so that fish don't get away? Are you busy in Christ's mission of fishing? You say, you know, I need to be. Great. You know where it starts? Come ye after me. You must first surrender. Are you willing to do that? You've been listening to Anchored in Christ with Pastor David Kehiwat. For more information, visit anchorbaptistchurchsd.org. Tune in next week at the same time for Anchored in Christ.